Why is it that in the wake of a successful terrorist attack, all that everyone wants to talk about is reform the intelligence services? Hi, this is Phil Gursky, and you're listening to Quick Hits, short podcast about national security and public safety. I'm pretty sure most people that at least follow national security events or terrorism around the world are aware of a recent attack that took place in Vienna. This was an attack back on the 2nd of November in which four people were killed. It turned out that the perpetrator was an individual who had pledged allegiance to Islamic State or ISIS, had been jailed for some time, had been through what is called a de-radicalization program, was let out, ended up killing these four people. Turns out he lied to the those who were administering the program he said that, yeah, 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 I get it. I don't, I no longer believe in this shit. I'm reformed. You can let me go. I'll be a good boy. And he was hiding the fact that he was still, at least in his mind, a member of ISIS. First attack that I can recall having taken place in Austria in quite some time, the, 20, the 2019 Global Terrorism Index noted that nothing had happened in 2019 in that country. That certainly has changed. What I want to focus on today is a report I found coming out of the Jane's Defense Review, in which the Austrian Minister of the Interior announced a few weeks ago that they had plans to reform the National Domestic Security Service, known as the BVT, the Bundesamt für Verfassungsschutz und Terrorismusbekämpfung. I met with the BVT a couple of years ago in Vienna when I still was CSIS, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. Well, it turns out that the BVT, the director resigned on the 6th of November, so four days after the attack. And he resigned following reports that both the Slovak and German intelligence agencies had provided actionable information, actionable intelligence on the perpetrator back in July. So almost a half a year before the attack itself. A Austrian media outlet reported a few days after the attack that the BVT was overburdened and understaffed, and in fact, fully one quarter of the positions in the agency were unstaffed when the attack took place. Here we have a successful terrorist attack in which four people died, and the immediate response is, let's reform the domestic security service. Ergo, it's the domestic security service's fault that this guy succeeded in killing four Austrian citizens, Austrian civilians. What I, you know, maybe I'm a little sensitive about this, having spent three decades in Canadian security intelligence. But why is it that when something goes wrong, all the fingers get pointed at the security service? Well, I suppose in some ways it's logical after all. What the hell else do we hire these people to do? We hire them to run investigations. We hire them to follow people. We hire them to intercept their communications. We hire them to essentially investigate them up to yin yang to prevent things from happening not to sit back and allow things from happening in that sense i can see why people would blame the security service when something goes wrong but isn't this a little more complicated after all this guy this terrorist was in prison when he's in prison he's not the subject he's not the responsibility of the security service he's the responsibility of the prison service Somebody else clearly dropped the ball in the sense that they thought 
he no longer posed a threat to Austrian society. Therefore, they authorized his release, gave him a stamp of approval, said he was a good boy, said he'd passed the de-radicalization program. When he was released, did he come back on the security services radar? Was a warning given by the prison service this guy was out? I certainly know in my career that individuals who had been successfully prosecuted and found guilty of terrorism, who did time in prison and who got out, I, I suppose we were we were warned about that. But I can tell you, going back to this notion about the Austrian service being overburdened and understaffed, a guy in prison, you're not going to bother investigating because he's in prison. Once he gets out, where are you going to find the resources to do that? And if the Austrian service, the BVT, was was truly a quarter unstaffed, 25% of his positions were empty. Where in God's name were they going to get the resources to follow this guy? The intelligence from the Germans and the Slovaks notwithstanding. By the way, great. I'm very glad to hear that the Germans and the Slovaks were sharing intelligence with the Austrians. The sharing of intelligence amongst allies is critical. We in Canada couldn't succeed without the intelligence shared by our allies, be it the so-called Five Eyes, the Anglo Club, or the many other countries with which we dealt over the years on many, many files. Where did the intelligence go? Was it high priority? Did it point to attack planning? Or was it something like, oh, by the way, you know this guy that just got out of prison? He's come across our radar as well. Did it go in a pile somewhere? Was it the top of the pile, the middle of the pile, the bottom of the pile? Was it ignored? Was it assessed? Thank you very much, Germany and Slovakia. We appreciate your cooperation. We'll see what we can do. Or was it assessed of being uncorroborated reporting? Not top of the pile, oh my God, the the world's on fire reporting. Again, I, I know I'm coming across in a way that recognizes that when things like this happen, some heads have to roll. As I said, the BVT head resigned after the murders took place on November the 2nd. He fell on his sword. That way the public can have its pound of flesh, I suppose. But if what, what happens in Austria is anywhere near what happens in Canada, I can tell you categorically that just because Service A gives you a piece of information, that does not mean you drop everything and you go on and do that investigation. It just simply goes into the hopper with a bunch of more other pieces of information from a variety of sources, either your own sources or foreign intelligence services with whom you have a relationship, and it goes into the mix and you you try to prioritize day by day or week by week, which asshole are you going to follow this week versus next week? It's really complicated. And I don't know the details about what was happening in Austria, but some I have a sneaking suspicion it's a lot more complicated than the fact that the golden piece of information, which was supplied by the Germans and the Slovaks, was ignored. And as a result, four people are dead. There's an awful lot more to this story than I'm seeing here based on open source media. The men and women who work for the BVT, I'm assuming, are just as dedicated as the men and women that work for CSIS or CSE or the FBI or MI5. We go to work, or in my case, went to work, every day with one goal and one goal only to do the best job you could to prevent things from going bang in the night and people from dying. No one went to work in the morning to fuck the dog. They put an honest effort in to do their best to prevent acts of terrorism or whatever from taking place on their watch. I feel for the employees of the BVT. 
I hope they can get through this. I hope they get the staffing that they're going to need. The 25% of empty positions can be filled with good people, good Austrians, good intelligence analysts, good intelligence officers, good surveillance, good special ops people, all of the above. Just do me a favor. Next time when something bad happens, don't necessarily say, oh, it's all the RCMP's fault. Oh, it's all CSIS's fault. Oh, it's all the FBI's fault. Cut them a little bit of slack. Yes, these agencies have their problems. and know they're not perfect. But you can rest assured at night, Canadians, that when you go to bed, that CSIS and the RCMP and CSE and their partners are standing on guard for thee. Absolutely.